Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 7 of the EdTech Academy podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Williams. I'm a technology integration nerd extraordinaire from the Greenbush Education Service Center in beautiful Kansas. I'm excited that you are here. We've got some things to talk about. Let's get into it. Our first little segment that we like to do is called Listener Feedback. And last week, our topic was how can school administrators model technology? Well, I didn't have anybody respond to my little discussion post on Facebook. So unfortunately for you guys, you're just going to have to listen to my thoughts on this. I'm a former high school English teacher. I'm a former elementary school principal. And I've got a little bit of experience even dealing with those wonderful kiddos at that middle school level. So I've got, I've got kind of a varied background. I've got some thoughts to share with you on how administrators can model their use of technology. First and foremost, use it. <laughs> Seems like, a, well, yeah, obviously kind of thing to say. But I think if you're wanting people to do anything and you're in a leadership position, you've got to be willing to put yourself out there and to do whatever it is that you're asking other people to do. So if you're wanting your teachers to integrate technology more within their practice, you as an administrator should integrate technology more within your practice. Technology is an awesome thing in that whenever people see others using it, it unlocks something in our brain. I don't know if it's if it's the competitive nature of human beings, but for me, whenever I see somebody using technology and it's a really good implementation of it, my first thought is that's cool and I want to know how I can use that in my classroom and I think that I can do it even better. <laughs> I am not narcissistic at all, but I think that it's always kind of a good challenge for me as somebody that loves technology and it, and it comes pretty naturally to me to not only view ways that people are using it, but to figure out how I can do it maybe just a little bit better because that's in education, that's what it's all about, in, in my opinion. It's all about just getting better from day to day. You know, you need to be better today than you were yesterday. And of course, there are a lot of variables out there in the world that can make it so that things are a little bit different from day to day. And, and it's not always roses and sunshine. Uh, don't get me wrong about that. I, I, I know. I know that. But I basically live my life with the idea that if I go to bed angry and there's stuff on my mind, I want to reset my brain the next day. I want to come at things fresh the next day. It's a clean slate. So whatever it was that was bugging me the day before, I just want to get better the next day. And, and you can only do that if you give yourself that clean slate. But circling back around my first piece of advice, if you want your teachers to use technology, you need to use technology yourself. You know, it might not be the same applications that they're going to use within their classrooms, but even if they see you using applications and you're using them well and successfully, then that's going to be something that I think could spread like wildfire. Then that tells them that you are willing to put yourself out there to be bold, to be okay whenever technology fails you, because it will fail you at some point, but that you're just okay with that and that you're going to try new and different things. And even though we're stepping outside of our comfort zone, Sometimes those new and different things wind up unlocking some new potential. So use technology, administrators, for goodness sakes. 
My next piece of advice is to not force it as an administrator. You know, I don't think that you should, whenever we live in the territory of mandates, that doesn't feel good for anyone. Uh, I don't I don't know about you guys. Maybe there's some kind of rebel spirit that lives within me. But whenever I hear the word mandate, I kind of push back against that. Now, now, don't get me wrong. By nature, I'm a rule follower. I'm a team player. But whenever I hear the word mandate, I just I struggle with that. Whenever I have to do something rather than arriving to a decision on my own, especially as a professional in my field, you know, I, I didn't want my administrator to tell me all of these thou shalts, right? Thou shalts do not feel good for the person delivering that message and especially not for the person receiving that message because I've been on both ends of that. I've delivered that news to somebody where it's like, hey, we've, we've got some issues, so we need you to do this. I've been on the receiving end of that where it was like, hey, I've been seeing this in your classroom. You need to get better, Ronnie, for goodness sakes. So that never feels good. And I think that that also is very applicable with technology integration. You don't want to force your teachers to use it. Yeah, okay, you spent thousands and thousands of dollars buying these devices. You spent thousands and thousands of dollars buying these applications. Forcing people to use them, especially without providing them training, I think is a recipe for disaster. So maybe you inherited a situation where you've got all of these devices, you're getting a bunch of pressure from your school board, from the superintendent to go out there and to utilize this technology. That's fine if you want to have a mandate, but but do me this favor. Provide your teachers with the training to use those tools. If you're just going to say, hey, we've got to use it. I don't have any support for you. You're smart people. You're going to figure it out. That's the, <laughs> that is a recipe for disaster. Um, the, the teachers are going to have a little bit of spite towards you because of that thou shalt. They're probably not going to put a whole lot of time and effort into getting going on it. More than likely, I would imagine. That's, that's my guess. I certainly wouldn't if I was in that situation. So yes, if you're going to mandate some kind of technology use, provide the training. Hire Ronnie Williams from Greenbush to come out and do some technology integration work with your staff. I promise you it will be time and money well spent, regardless of who it is that you get to train. Teachers feel supported. They're going to be more likely to utilize those tools. Third, and it's kind of combined with what I was talking about before with the training, but don't be afraid to open up the pocketbook to pay for certain things. However, there's, there's kind of a caveat with that. You want to be educated and you want to be informed about those decisions that you're making. So if you're going to look at a technology adoption and you've got one teacher that is just very vocal and they're saying, hey, iPads are where it's at. We need to get these for everybody. Uh, I've got a list of all these applications. I want you to buy those and, and we'll be good. Obviously, that's that one's kind of a softball that I'm lobbing in there for you guys, but just to kind of give you an idea, you know, it's really easy to get excited about technology. You know, you send a teacher away on a conference, they come back, they're really excited about what they saw, and they want to uh, they want to have you open up the pocketbook and invest in this stuff. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if it's an individual teacher, it's not going to be a huge expenditure. I'm guessing that you sent that teacher away on that conference because you wanted them to bring something back to learn something. But if they come back from that conference 
and they ask you to purchase something and your answer is always, oh, well, there's a there's a good free alternative out there. Yeah, there, there probably is. But in that situation, you might have lost out on some really big opportunities to leverage technology for that teacher and more importantly, for the students in that teacher's classroom. There's nothing like an empowered teacher to really set the education world on fire. So if they go to these conferences, they come back, they actually saw something and they can talk to you about what it looks like, how they're going to integrate it within the classroom, please don't be afraid to open up those pocketbooks and support. But on the flip side of that, do your research, be informed. You know, you don't need to make any knee-jerk decisions. School budgets are tight as usual. So just, just kind of be informed out there and make sure that you're educated on those different apps the different hardware, and make a good decision for not only the individual teacher, but the building at large. And I think that that's something that uh, really resonated with me as I was going through my administrative classes to get my administrative license. It really gave me that thousand foot view of, oh, well, I don't need to just not understand why a principal won't give me what I want for my own classroom because now I have that thousand foot perspective where I understand, you know, that decisions aren't just made based upon the needs and wants of one individual person. Decisions at the administrative level are based upon the needs and wants of all of those folks within that building. So those are kind of my two or three cents on how admins can model technology. If you guys have feedback now that I've maybe jogged some things within your memory, please feel free to go back to that discussion post on our Facebook group and chime in on it. I'd love to hear your perspectives. Speaking of which, we do have a Facebook group. I'll link that in the description of the podcast so you can click that and join the group. And you can join our discussion question for this week, which is... If you're building your ideal futuristic classroom, what does that look like? I want you to dream big here. You know, whenever they used to do TV episodes where it was 20, 30 years in the future and they would show classrooms, you know, all of the kids were still in the classroom, but they had maybe virtual reality headsets. I'm thinking of an episode of The Simpsons <laughs> very vividly very specifically that I recall that uh, it was in the future and they could put on their little virtual reality headsets and they were transported to prehistoric Mesopotamia and that's how they would do their, their virtual field trip. So if you're thinking about your ideal classroom in the future, what does it look like? What does it sound like? Is everybody together in person? Is there virtual reality? Are there robots rolling around? You know, do we have just... Now, now here's a thought... I just thought of this. Speaking of robots, we've got all of these shortages, right? We don't ever have enough substitutes. Let's get some robots that can uh, have futuristic AI and they can step in there for as the substitute. But let's not go too far there on that AI. Uh, we don't want them to replace teachers, right? <laughs> so what does that look like to you? I'd love to hear your perspectives. Please feel free to chime in on our discussion post in our Facebook group. And our next section that we want to talk about is what was added to EdTech Academy this week. Had a couple of things that were added. Actually, more than a couple. I would say there are four things that were added to EdTech Academy this week. First on the list, I added a page called Teacher Tools and Templates. On this page, I've got seven resources for you. 
just kind of different tools and, and some neat little templates that you can use. Everything from a Super Mario soundboard where you, it opens up in a Google slideshow. And maybe you're playing a game or something with your students doing some live trivia. It's got just a bunch of buttons where you can then just click the audio and it sounds something like this. How much fun is that, right? So that's available there on EdTech Academy. Other templates include getting started with your Google Chromebook checklist. It's a handy dandy little visual you can print out and it walks through students some basic level things that they should all know how to do. Very handy. We've got a choice board smorgasbord where if you're interested in using choice boards, you can check that out. It's got all kinds of templates that are already ready to go. We've got time management tools for students a five-week guided journal, a game show soundboard, so much like the Super Mario one there, but with some more generic game show sounds. And then last but not least, we've got a fake blog template. So maybe you're wanting your students to jump into the world of blogging, but you don't want them to have to put that out on the internet. You can download this template and they can create their blog right on their device. Another little something something I added on EdTech Academy was a video highlighting a new feature in Zoom which was just announced last week. It's focus mode in Zoom and what this allows you to do is as the host of a Zoom meeting you can take away the ability for your participants to see the other participants in the Zoom meeting. So if you're working with a bunch of other students and maybe they find it distracting to be able to view the other participants in the meeting, you can take away that ability. Everybody's still going to be able to see you. They're still going to be able to see that shared content. But Zoom launched that feature last week and I'd already put out a quick tip video. So I made kind of a quick little impromptu video. So it was kind of like a bonus quick tip video. So that one's available for you as well. And then our quick tip video for this week covers the immersive view option in Zoom. This is a feature that actually rolled out last May. However, I didn't know about it. Shout out to Kelly Mulvihill who, uh, that let me know that it's a thing that exists. And uh, she also had a really good tip that Zoom posts some really cool tips on how to use their software and, and new features on their Instagram account. So if you're into Zoom and you're on Instagram, Give them a follow. They've got some good content there. But immersive view in Zoom makes us break out of those Brady Bunch boxes that we've been looking at. I really like grid view in Zoom. That way I can see everybody that's in the meeting at the same time. However, everybody's just kind of in their own little box and it's, it's kind of samey. But immersive view brings everybody's webcams together and you could have everybody sitting in a classroom or an auditorium. And it kind of makes it look like how I do my quick tip videos where the background is taken out and it's just the participant. It's just trying to mimic that in-person feel a little bit more. And I like it. It's, it's a fun little uh, feature. You have to make sure that you're on the latest version of Zoom. You have to make sure that the feature is enabled in your settings. I walk you through how to do all of that in our quick tip video this week. And then last but not least, a very exciting feature has been added to EdTech Academy, the platform itself. I had a teacher in a district who suggested that it might be beneficial to be able to favorite different types of content on EdTech Academy. And I just love that idea. So I got with our super programmers, asked them if it would be possible. They said, yes, of course, we are, we are literally wizards. <laughs> we can make it happen. They didn't say that, but it's true. 
so now whenever you log into EdTech Academy, you'll notice that there's a little star at the left-hand top side of each individual resource. You can click that star and that will make it a favorited item. And there's also a toggle in the left-hand sidebar now where it allows you to show your favorites only. So that's a really easy way to come back and reference materials that you find that you want to reference again in the future. I love that one. So, you know, with that also, guys, if you have feature requests that you want to see on EdTech Academy, just let me know what they are. The worst, my mama always said, the worst that somebody can say is no. So we can ask our programmers. They have delivered on every single thing that I've ever asked them to do, from being able to hide completed lessons to showing the favorites to being able to sort by the creation date. They are wizards with a keyboard and mouse. So if you've got a feature that you think would be great on EdTech Academy, let me know that and we'll get it added. All right, we are already at least 15 minutes deep into this podcast, so I've been kind of long-winded. I think I got up on my podium a little bit and did some preaching there on the uh, listener feedback section. My apologies about that, but uh, it's just a, a topic that I feel really passionate about. And being a former teacher, being a former administrator, I know that I was I was not always there 100% as far as you know getting folks to integrate technology. But I just I just feel like there's so many things that you can do from a leadership perspective in order to promote that. And the biggest thing that I hear from teachers is that they don't have the support to integrate technology. You know, they don't have the training, they don't have the resources because of monetary reasons. And so I just feel really passionate, obviously. <laughs> I feel really passionate about trying to help folks understand and, and just get more technology integration out there in the world. So our last section is reflections. And I'm going to move through this kind of quickly because I don't want the episodes to go over 30 minutes. You guys don't need to sit there for 30 minutes straight and listen to me. First up on our list, EdTech moves quick. That was a reflection that I had last week. Um, Zoom released that new immersive view feature, and I felt the pressure then to immediately turn around and get the word out about that because I thought it was really neat. And if I were in a situation as a teacher teaching on Zoom, I would want my students to be able to utilize that feature. I think that it is a really cool thing and is really useful. And as somebody that uh, is making a living, you know, kind of trying to get the word out about that, um, I felt a charge to really turn that video around quickly. So I think I think it was even you know after normal work hours that I was working on that and trying to get that out. But that's just kind of the nature of of tech, and you guys know that it just moves so darn fast. There's features that are being added. There's new applications that are out there all the time. There's a hundred different people that have a hundred different thoughts that are telling you a hundred different ways how to do stuff. And and tech moves quick. And I feel really honored to be in the position I'm in to try and sift through all of that information and share with you guys, you know, my thoughts and ideas on how that works. So that was just a reflection I had. Um, I don't I don't know what else there is to say about that. It moves quick. I hope that you guys feel like I'm in your corner and that I'm out there working just as hard as I can to make sure that we are all up on tech, the news, the new features all of that different stuff. So uh, I guess really the only other thing to say there is that Ronnie's got your back. (laughs) The next reflection I had, uh, I mentioned last week that I was going to start a new podcast and we did record our first episode. I got to sit down with the fantastic Kelly Peak from Greenbush 
And we had a wonderful conversation about what it is that she does at Greenbush and how she makes a difference in the lives of educators all over the state. So if you're interested in checking out that podcast, it is called The Good People of Greenbush. I'll have a link in the description of this podcast where you can go over there and check it out. And uh, I don't have my next interview lined up yet, but that is something I'm hoping to tackle today. And my plan, hopefully, is to just record a new episode every week or every other week and just kind of get that out. But again, the idea is just kind of let you guys know who the good people of Greenbush are, because there are tons of them, what they do, and how they can help you in the education world. All right, last but not least, analytics. I like analytics. Uh, They tell me whether or not people are picking up what I'm putting down. And so with our podcast, uh, episode number five, where I interviewed James Fox, that was by far the most played episode that I've had so far. It had 33 plays. That's pretty cool. And then last week's episode crashed to earth. (laughs) Episode six, the cookie part is the best part of the Oreo cookie was the title of it. It had eight total plays, but hey, you know what? I it, it really doesn't matter to me if I am putting this podcast out in the world to 33 people, to eight people. If there is even one other person that is willing to listen to me ramble on and on about technology, then honestly, to me, I feel like that that's a great use of my time. I utilize this podcast to not only talk about and promote the kind of stuff that's going on on EdTech Academy, but to continue supporting you all and also for me to kind of have a little bit of a cathartic moment where I can sit down and I can reflect on what my work week looked like last week. And that sets me on fire to get better and better. (laughs) Going back to what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, I set out to just get better at everything that I do from week to week. And this allows me to kind of check off a lot of different boxes on uh, Ronnie's, I don't know, what do we want to call that? My job satisfaction and happiness meter. Uh, Sure, (laughs) we'll go with that. But it really makes me feel good that there were eight people last week that uh, were willing to tune in and listen. I think I was one of those (laughs) because I always like to re-listen to it and just kind of see how it sounds, what the flow of it's like. I don't think my mom is one of them, but maybe, you know, shout out to mom if you're listening. That's awesome. I've got some other analytics to share. 96% of our listeners are from the United States, 2% from Ireland, and 1% from Brazil. (laughs) Thought that was interesting platform of choice. It looks like most of you are getting your podcast through Spotify. That's 30%. 28% of you are accessing it through the web. So maybe it's the link that I put on the EdTech Academy newsletter, or you're just finding it on the EdTech Academy site. 21% are Apple podcasts and 13% is overcast. And then 8% is other. Now this one is interesting. Gender, the breakdown for gender. We are at 17% male, 3% not specified, and 80% female. Uh, Probably no surprise there, but it's it's kind of striking to see such a big disparity uh, within the listeners. But I mean, that's that's education in general, right? Uh, As the elementary principal, whenever I first started, it was me and the custodian. We were the only males in the building. That's just kind of how it is. So Thank you to all of those listeners, female, male, non-binary, non-specified, whoever you are. I appreciate you taking the time and tuning in and listening. 
The last little piece of analytics I'll share is our age range. I have no idea how they collect this information, by the way. Uh, just throwing that out there. But we've got 3% in the 18 to 22-year-old department. We've got 40% in the 28 to 34-year-old department. We've got 37% in the 35 to 44-year-old department. And we've got 17% in the 45 to 59 department. And nobody 60 and up. So I know where my sweet spot is. It's right there in that 28 to 59 range. Again, guys, I'm just very thankful for you guys taking the time to tune in and listen. Whether you're out there multitasking, maybe you're doing some grading, maybe you're doing some driving, whatever it is, I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to me ramble on about ed tech. More than anything, I hope that it's useful. I hope that it's beneficial. Uh, I enjoy doing the shows. I don't plan on quitting anytime soon, but if there are certain topics that you would like for me to discuss in a future episode, my ears are always open. You can find me online at Ronnie Loves Tech on all of the places, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. And then you can also, of course, email me directly at ronnie.williams at greenbush.org. The only thing left to say, ladies and gentlemen, is happy ed teching. <laughs> <laughs>